Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. I am back after, what, three weeks off, and I can't tell you how needed and how necessary that was to um, to take care of myself. I I never wanted to take that break. Uh, it was it was getting really difficult for me uh, with these last episodes. You know, kind of alluding to the fact that I needed one. I knew that I needed to take some time off. What I needed <clears throat> here's the thing is what I needed the time some time off the most from was from myself. I I, I needed to completely just shut down, not be responsible. Or not, not. I shouldn't say not be responsible, but not. Um. I guess I needed to turn my give a fuck off a little bit. I did not realize what the last year, how how hard it had run me into the ground. And you know what's crazy is, I I knew I was exhausted. I knew I was tired, but it, I, I had a conversation with my buddy Kenny yesterday on the phone, and he said, Travis, I knew that you needed to unplug, and I didn't want to bother you, and. He said something that I didn't even think about. He says, I can't imagine how you do your schedule. You were on the road 230 days. You did 75 events. You run a full-time podcast. You run a, You have a farm that you, you, you have to manage. You have a family that you have to manage. And he goes, on top of that, with your weekly episodes, you have to constantly be thinking of content. You have to be planning the content, taking notes on it. So you're constantly living all this stuff. How do you turn it off? And that's what and it hit me. I was like, damn, dude, I, I I never do turn it off. And so what I needed is I needed a much ne- much needed break for myself. I tried, I actually came downstairs yesterday at the farm and I was really motivated. I said, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump out an episode today because I'm I'm feeling rejuvenated. And I sat here and I just sat here in front of the screen and I couldn't even get my brain working because it was like um, with all these these ice storms. It's like my brain was completely iced over and just frozen over, and it needed to thaw out. So here I am today. Um, I I'm so thankful for whoever's listening to this. If I lost some people because I took three weeks off, I mean, I guess that happens. We have short attention spans. Um, but if you're still here, thank you. I I want to recap kind of where where I've been, and we'll get into a little bit of a message here, and then kind of hopefully get some more episodes rolling here. I, my last date was December the 8th. I was in Crystal River, Florida and I actually took my whole family down there and I had an amazing time. It it was just my wife and kids and we went down there and I spoiled everybody. I didn't really, um, 
put a lot of care into anything. I went down there and I got to hang out with the Florida Wildlife Commission with the, all the lieutenants from across the state. And I got to talk about post-traumatic purpose with them for three hours. And I'm going to tell you what, man, it was, uh, it was so nice being around those, those individuals. I mean, and they had some dispatchers in there too. And just being able to be around a bunch of dudes that drove F-150s and F-250s in the park. Dude, when I pulled into the resort, it looked like a uh, a Ford dealership of just old, dirty trucks. I mean, <laughs> I loved it. I was at home. But I, it, it was just so neat to be around, you know, people like me and um, just very, very salt-of-the-earth people, and I can't thank them enough for their hospitality. Um while I was there, we went manatee, uh, went swimming with the manatees, took my kids out. And normally where I would be like, you know, overly cautious and, and very, very watchful, we just put my kids in the water and let them go and, uh, let them swim next to these 2000 pound mammals. And, you know, I, I wasn't there in like being overly protective because I'm trying to, uh, take a step back from that. I'm trying to let my children be, be children and let them have experiences. And I was, kind of snorkeling at one point and I was like if this big son of a bitch grabs you there's nothing I can do um so I hope I hope you had a good time while you were here uh but it was a, it was a great experience and uh I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it so I came home and when I came home I was just I was just done I was completely done with everything I was done with social media I was done with mental health uh, I was done trying to be the mental health savior of the world. Not, it's not what I'm trying to be, but it's what it feels like sometimes. I needed, I needed to just unplug, and so I come back to the farm, and that's what I did. And you know, we talk about the balance all the time. We talk about getting to a place that that where you can escape from shit yourself at times. Cause that's, that's what's really needed. Cause when you just go, 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 you just run yourself into the ground. How are you going to be good for anybody? If you can't be good for yourself, I was taking notes, uh, over the weeks, um, leading up to that. And I have all these notes and now it's like, it's, it's, it's these, these notes that don't even mean anything. I have a note right here. that says stretch pants, with cock all wadded up at Dick's Sporting Goods. Didn't want to come out of the dressing room. Arrested for smuggling an eggplant. Okay. Now I know what that means. Okay. So before before I went to Florida, I was in Dick's Sporting Goods. And I was walking through the store. And I saw, because y'all know me, I like, I like Carhartt. I actually do Carhartt shit. And I have this old saying, and I think we talked about it in a podcast where, you know, everybody wants to wear Carhartt, but nobody wants to do Carhartt shit. Like all of my, all of my rugged clothes, they're beat up. You could, I can't wear mine to the store. I just look like garbage. Cause it's, I'm actually out there working in it, but I was walking through Dick sporting goods and I saw this mannequin and I saw these Carhartt pants on it. And I was like, damn, those things look soft. And if you know anything about Carhartt, they're really rugged. And, uh, I went over and grabbed them, man, and it felt like tissue paper. I was like, man, these things feel good. I want to try these on. This is like, this will feel good on my skin. I didn't realize what I was picking up was a pair of like um, skinny stretch pants. I guess Carhartt's in that business now. Um, They're in the business of taking these little, frail, um, just pretty boys and putting a little costume on them, making them like they're they're gritty and, and grimy dudes, but they're not. They're just fucking wearing costumes. So I went into 
the dressing room and I had a hard time even getting my leg in this thing. And my wife's in there dying laughing because I think she knew. And she goes, no, finish putting them on. And I was like, I can't fit in these things. They were my size. My calves got stuck in them. And so I pulled them up, y'all, and I'm not even bullshitting. It straight looked like twin eggplants in my pants. And she's like, I dare you. I dare you to walk around the store in those. And I was like, no, there's no way. And I told her I was, we were dying laughing. I was like, I'd get arrested for smuggling eggplants because it was, I don't understand how these little fellas wear this shit. I don't, I don't get it. Like I got too much meat on my bones, I think. So I can't wear stuff like that. But then I got into this whole, um, I got, I have this whole line. If y'all, if y'all can tell, look, I'm, I appreciate y'all being back, but I'm, I'm very scatterbrained. Um, I have this other note that says I have an, I had an ungrateful talk with one of my, my daughters, my youngest at the store in uh, in crystal river, Florida. And it made me realize that I give too much. And I think part of my problem is I think as a father, I, I give too much. I think I say yes too much. And I think where that comes from it comes from trying to make up for something. It comes from a over overwhelming guilt that I have for not really being present as a father uh, when I really, really needed to be in times where I was really sick and times where I was really messed up in the head with the mental health struggles and all of that. And I just wasn't pleasant to be around. I think this is a way for me, uh, you know, always giving and giving and giving and trying to do more. And I'm for my kids. And I put this, uh, put this overwhelming pressure on myself to constantly give and to constantly do more. And what in the process, what happens is I keep building myself a guilt trap. Like I have to keep outdoing myself and I realize I can't, I can't give, um, to make things better. All I can do is be the best me. I'm having a hard time choosing the right words here, but I'll just ask a question. Are any of you like that out there? You feel guilty for maybe your shortcomings as a parent. And so you try to make up with that for giving and uh, for saying yes to a lot of things. Now, I know my, my kids from the outside probably look spoiled and I'm going to sound ridiculous for saying this because I don't think that they are. I think I, I, I do a really good job at trying to teach them. And so does their mom. Uh, how to be grateful for everything that they have. See, my problem is I don't think I'm grateful for everything that I have. And it's a very hard struggle for me. So I try to have more and I try to give more because I'm not as grateful as I should be for what I do have. I'm actually, I'm doing a talk coming up soon for the um, Firefighter Health and Safety Collaborative down in Florida and we're actually going to talk about this. We're actually going to talk about just being grateful. You know, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm grateful for the things that I have. And in that moment, we usually are. But how quickly do we lose sight and lose focus of that the ability to be grateful? And what I mean is, right now I'm grateful for everything. But 20 minutes from now, or whenever I hit end on this podcast and I walk out my gate... And then something goes wrong and from your day to day, how quick, how quickly we lose, we lose that sight of being grateful for the things that we have. And we start thinking about what we don't have. 
and we try to get more and get more and get more. And it just, it, I think that's human nature. I think we're, we're built. I know I am. I'm, I'm a hunter gatherer mindset. Like I can never have enough. Like I can never have enough meat stored away kind of thing. Like if I were a caveman, I have to go out and get more to make sure everybody's uh, surviving and make sure we're not doing without. Cause I've been without in my life. I've been without many times in my life. I've gone without long periods of my life. I've done without, and I don't like it. And so what it makes me do now is it makes me go out and work harder for other things when I have enough, you know, I have plenty and I look around and man, I, I, I have more than a lot of people. And I can tell you right now in this moment when I'm talking about it, yeah, I'm grateful for that, but I'm a human being too. And there's times where I, d- I just don't have enough and I feel like my kids don't have enough. And so what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I put this pressure on myself and I put this pressure on myself to constantly do more. And I want to talk about this pressure. Oh, take my shirt off. It's getting hot. (laughs) I want to talk about this pressure because it all came back to me a couple days ago when I decided to get back into uh, firing the podcast back up and getting my tour dates fired back up and all of that. All that pressure came back to me and I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it felt because I I had taken it off for three weeks and all of a sudden it's like I, it's like when you're a police officer when you get home at the end of your shift and you undo that velcro to that vest and you set it down and it's just like man you can breathe a little bit you know and, uh, and then when it's time to strap that thing back up on you know strap it back on it's it constricts your breathing a little bit and that's what this felt like to me it's I I, I put the pressure down for a little while and then I picked it right back up. And that pressure is this, it's, I love what I do. I love teaching post-traumatic purpose. And I think what got me last year was, was the travel. It was the two weeks on the road at a time doing multiple cities back to back to back like that and driving to all of them. And then when you would drive, you'd tack an extra two, three days on your trip versus flying. But the problem is I, I, I had to weigh the options of, flying because I didn't want to be checking in and checking out and checking in and checking out different airports, different rental cars. And so I just tried to keep it simple. Well, the pressure this time is to keep doing what I love without getting overwhelmed. And that's, that's the trick this year. I, I'm sorry if this isn't making any sense today. Um, I'm in a complete brain fog, but y'all know me. Um, I just, I want to, I want to reiterate being grateful. Have you ever, you ever thought about, I may have talked about this in the past. Have you ever just looked at your legs and looked at your, your feet and your hands and your arms and said, I'm grateful for these appendages that I have. Cause most people probably don't think like that and they don't look at, Hey man, I have all my fingers and my toes and I have the ability to think. I like that saying where you don't say, I have to go to work today. I have to be somewhere today. Reverse that saying and say, I get to, I get to go to work today. I get to go to this appointment today. I get to go see this person today. I get to go to the store today. Cause there's some people that just don't get that anymore. I've had to work really hard on my mornings and making sure that 
I don't have toxic conversations with people in the mornings because I have phone calls in the morning with people that I care about. And I have to be, be sure that I start my morning off correctly because it becomes habitual when you talk to talk to people and you have the same toxic conversations over and over and over bitching and griping. And we're like, yeah, it's just fun. And we're just having a good time. But is it really, it's really not. You're really setting the stage for your, your line of thinking for the rest of the day. And I think that's important to understand. I, we recently had these cold spells here and, uh, granted it doesn't get as cold in South Carolina as it gets everywhere else. This isn't a dick measuring competition on where you live because, you know, it's, it's always colder somewhere else. It's always hotter somewhere else. I can't stand when I was like, man, it was cold today. It was 25 degrees. And somebody's like, that ain't fucking cold. Try coming to Wisconsin where it's negative 25. Motherfucker, it's, it's cold here. Like, this is a subtropic zone. So 25 is probably worse than negative 25 where you're at. We are not built for this shit. Everything shuts down. The fucking trees fall down here. They just, like, the birds, like, stop shitting. Um, just the, everything dies. It, not, nobody's prepared for that here. Um, well, it got to 13 degrees the other day and I'm standing inside and I'm looking at it and I saw it on my uh, thermostat on my tree. I got this big thermostat on my tree and I looked at it and I said, I got to go get some of this. And so put my clothes on what little clothes I have. And I took my dog fancy and I went and I sat on a log and I watched the sun come up and I was grateful for that. I was grateful that I got to watch a sunrise in the 13 degree weather. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, I wonder how many people across the country right now are outside watching this sun come up as opposed to a 70 or 80 degree morning, how many people would be outside. And I like to think that I was one of the few that was out there watching this in an uncomfortable setting because I, I got to, I got to do it. Um, I had an opportunity to do it and I took advantage of it just to go breathe in that cold air and watch that beautiful sun come up when a lot of people don't, don't get that. Um, my microphone is broken now, so it's hard for me to record. I ordered a new one. Uh, my, the arm on this thing, I threw it in my car cause I was traveling and I was going to record from a hotel just in case I wanted to record and it broke. So now it's laying on the table and I got my titties laying on the table and I'm pretty much laying on the table talking through this thing. Um, you want to talk about kicks in the balls? Let's talk about kicks in the balls. I want to talk about how easy it is to get down on yourself when things don't go right, when things go wrong, and when things cost us money. Um, I rented an excavator. I rented a 50,000-pound excavator to clear this 15 acre section of my property out that I've been wanting to clear for a long time, but I've been working on other parts of the property. So I just kind of, you know, waited to get to it. Well, I knew I had all of December off after the eighth. So I rented this, this excavator and I know how to run them. I grew up doing that stuff and I've already had one out here before and we didn't have any problems. Well, this time was different because I was working in a 15 acre section that is loaded with pine trees. And what I'm trying to do is thin out in between those trees to where all the um, the undergrowth is gone, all the little trees are gone, and it's only the pines, and they're evenly spaced out, so it has a nice, even uh, flow to it. Well, in the process of doing that, I crashed the damn excavator. I ran it, uh, the side of it, I ripped a door off, uh, busted a windshield out of it, and then on the other side, I busted the other door, right? And I remember getting upset, the second it happened, I was like, damn it. 
I was like, this just cost me a lot of money because I didn't buy insurance for it because I didn't need insurance. I, I know how to run these things. Well, this is why you get insurance. So I sat there. I was pissed for a minute because I know these are not inexpensive repairs. But I was like, you know what? It's probably not going to be that bad. Let me just keep working and I'll turn it in. Let them know what happened and we'll deal with it then. Well, when I was finished with it after a couple of weeks, I turned it in. And I got the repair bill, and it's $10,000, okay? The machine costs 7000 to rent. So what would have been a $7,000 um, clearing, uh, paying, or, damn, I can't even think. What would have cost me $7,000 to clear these trees now costs an extra ten, right? And I remember sitting there when I got, when the guy called me with the repair bill, and I was mad. And I was just like, you know, I wanted to go down that, this only happens to me. I should have fucking known. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up over this. I'm not going to do that. That's the old me. I would have done that in a heartbeat. I said, all right, man. I said, uh, just let me know what you need from me. He goes, well, we'll just send you the bill. I was like, all right, I'll come down and take care of it. And I said, the damage is done. There is no rec- like, there's no fixing it. You're going to have to pay to fix that. There's no amount of me bitching, no amount of me moaning, feeling sorry for myself is going to make that go away. The only thing that's going to make it go away is $10,000, right? Well, you make that bed, you lie in it. So that's what I did. And I chose not to beat myself up over that. And I've been so much better off. Like how many times do we do stuff where we just beat ourselves up relentlessly? And I, th- I think that's a, a very toxic trait that, that we do have is when something negative happens, we immediately start beating ourselves up. I, I want to challenge you next time something done. Don't go do something on purpose just to see if you can handle it. But I do want to challenge you. The next time something doesn't go your way and it's a big kick in the gut to you or punch in the gut, whatever you want to say, I, I want you to just process it and not let your day spiral out of control, not let your week spiral out of control because you know who else pays for that? Everybody you love. Just handle it and say, you know what? There's nothing I can do. Me worrying about this is is not it's not going to make this situation better. So let me just do what I have to do to fix it and be and move on. And I'm telling you, I, like I have to apply that to everything in life now. You know, I thought this morning a water pipe was busted, and I actually I used that same thing, and I was like, that's just got instead of bitching about it and getting mad about it, it's just something I got to do now. And I'm trying to be better about that because I used to be really, uh, really bad about thinking, man, all these, you know, things happened to me and you you just take it out on everybody and it's not fair. Talk about perspective when you, uh, when you do something like that, think about this. I thought about this too. I said, you know what? That $10,000 repair bill just taught me a lesson. What it taught me was this. I'm not renting a machine like that again. I'm not going to rent it and get the insurance. I'm not renting it at all. I'm just going to pay somebody to come do it. Even though I can do it, I'm going to pay somebody to do it because that way, if the equipment messes up, it's on them. I was actually going to re-rent that machine here in a few months and start working on a um, six or seven acre pond behind my behind my property. I was going to go back there and clear more land. And, all, and that taught me right there, don't do it. Because I was talking with another guy and he was telling me a friend of his rented an excavator and was digging a pond and actually sank it. And it cost him 35,000 to repair it. So 
in hindsight, I can say, you know what? That $10,000 just saved me $25,000 for a repair bill that's coming in the future because chances are I could be back there working and I could sink that piece of equipment just as easily as his friend did, you know? And that's how I'm going to choose to look at it. it. It's actually saving me money. Um, so there's that. I was, uh, I want to finish this other book that I'm writing, the second book. I don't want to tell you all the title of it yet, but I do want to finish it. I promised myself I was going to finish it, but I, the way that I've just unplugged recently, it, I haven't made any traction on it, but I'm, I'm going to, to work on that. I was thinking though, I was thinking if I went back to being a kid and I was walking down Giblet Road, the road that, you know, I grew up off of, uh, to the side of that. My first book, create your own light. I, I, t- I talk about all these stories about that road and you would have shaken a crystal ball and showed me what my life would have turned out to be. I would have, I think I'd be blown away. I think as a young kid, I didn't expect much in life. I didn't expect to have the life that I have now. And I try to think about that when I start thinking about being ungrateful for anything. I start thinking back to that young boy and where I believe life should have taken me and where I grabbed it by the horns and I actually took it. And that makes me smile. And I want to ask you, are you, are you where you want to be? What would your, you know, 10 year old self say to you right now, where you are? wherever you are in life, would your 10 year old self be happy for you? Would your 10 year old self be applauding you? Would your 10 year old self be disappointed in you? I want you to think about that because you still have time. You still have time to do whatever you want to do in life and to correct whatever, um, you need to correct and right any wrongs, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, I had to hit hit stop. I don't know if y'all heard the dog barking in the background, but, um, the little Dotson was going off out there and I had to, had to shut that down real quick in the most delicate manner that you can imagine. But I guess what I'm saying is you need to be proud of you. You really do. And it's, I know too many people that think they're just, I know too many people that have just given up, I guess is what I'm getting at. And they, they've given up because things got hard in life. Uh, their life went down different different paths in life. They took different turns that they wish they wouldn't have taken. But you know what? You took those turns. And what are you going to do with it? How are you going to get it to where you want it to be? You really get to write your own story. You get to be your own hero of your story. You know, I used to I used to say all the time, it was hard for me to be proud of myself um, because of a lot of the stuff that I experienced in life. That was really hard for me. And I'm very, very proud of myself now. Uh, I can I can say that with, with 100% certainty. Because when I look at that little boy that was 10 years old, where I came from, what I was, um, what I was growing up around, and, and just kind of seeing statistics of other people that I grew up with, and I, I'm not saying everybody, but people that I was, I was really tight with, kind of seeing how it played out for some of them is kind of, it's a, it's a telling story of kind of where my life was headed. And, and I'm glad that I was able um, to kind of make my own path in life. As, as, as rocky as it's been, as bumpy as it's been, as rough as it's been, I'm still here. I'm still, and I'm very proud of that. And 
you need to be as well. That's kind of, I may have alluded to this. That's kind of what that book is about. That second book. It's more, it's more geared towards people like, um, I guess people like me growing up that really didn't think that they could, they could accomplish anything. Um, kind of always being told and made believe that, you know, you got to have this and you got to have that in order to be successful. Man, I'm getting in deep thought. (laughs) I feel awkward this morning. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because of the position I'm in recording. If y'all could see this goofy shit, I'm having to lay on this, lay across this table and talk. Um, but yeah, listen, be proud of yourself. No matter the shortcomings, get over them. Turn those shortcomings into into wins. Turn them into victories. And I think you could uh, be quite pleased with how that turns out. Listen, that's it for this episode. Um, I'm just I'm just kind of getting back in the groove. I really, really, really can't thank y'all enough for being a part of my life. I do want to tell you. These uh, 2023 dates are firing up. Go to my website, travishouse.com, and check them out. Uh, I think we have 12 on there right now. I got 10 more on hold that we're trying to work details out with. Um, literally just got the confirmation for Boston uh, while I was recording this. I got I got the confirmation for that. So I'll be up there in July. We haven't locked the date in July, but I'll be in the Boston area in July, and then uh, – I'll be in Worcester in uh, in June. Um, just just kind of all over the place. Um, y'all follow me on Instagram if you don't follow me already. Uh, and I'll be seeing y'all. I'll be seeing y'all soon, man. I love y'all. Thank you. Hey.